Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome to the Off the Rails show on the OFT podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Wills, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at onefootdown.com on the Expedition Network. Oh, and happy weekend. Uh, going to be a quieter weekend for us all uh, after Notre Dame's just uh, uh, non show up performance at the Barclays Center against uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, but we do have some hockey. Uh, shooting for that Big Ten uh, championship uh, semifinal tonight. But anyway, Saturday night. But football is always uh, on our minds. Uh, it doesn't stop. And so that's what I'm doing here today. So I was, th- I was just thinking this the other day that, you know, just about expectations for Marcus Freeman and his, you know, in his first year and kind of what should we expect, and then how does that lead into ne- into the following year, and yada, 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 yada. It was about, a, you know, just a 10-minute thought exercise of of the what could happen, what might happen, how does he get, you know, how is he perceived by the fans, how, you know, all that stuff. And one of the things I couldn't shake out of my head was, you know, the old, uh, the old proverb, the old prophecy, of the third-year Notre Dame head coach national championship, right? It's well-known. It's, like, it's what everyone talks about going into that third year. Like, well, you know, if you're going to win a national championship at Notre Dame, it's going to be in your third year. And uh, people aren't wrong by any stretch of the imagination. But it had me thinking about, the you know coaches in their third year that didn't win the national championship, 
And I got to tell you, it is just as telling as the title years. Just as telling. Now, what do I mean by that? You go back and look through to- throughout the, the course of Notre Dame's football history over the last 100 years. And the third year for a coach shows his ass. It tells the tale. So let, let's take a quick journey back just to go through that, just to just to prove this. Like it was every coach that didn't win a national championship in their third year, their third year like hit at home. Like this is why. So let's let's take a a quick rundown. Um because it's just uh, to me it's fascinating. Uh I I am someone who like would very much dismiss the third year championship thing. Like I just, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't care. I thought it was, uh, I don't know, man. Just, there's just some things in Notre Dame history that I just, that, that, that gets over, overplayed, overkilled. Uh, <laughs> horses are beaten. Uh, I just, that I just don't care to discuss. This one's just got too much to it. So let's go through it just a little bit here. I mean, you go about all the way back to Rockney. Now, this is actually a, a little bit of a variance, right? You know, some people think Rockney's first national championship was in 1924. But if you're using the 21 national championship method that I highly suggest everyone uses, Notre Dame's first national championship was in 1919, followed by another one in 1920. Um, and we, you know, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, then <laughs> then uh, I, I guess welcome to the site and the show for the first time, uh, because everyone should know by now how uh, how these things work. The 21 national championships. At any rate, 1919 was was Rockney's second year, nine and zero national championship. Third year, same thing, nine and zero national championship. Just a, a variance there, which I guess is fair because Newt Rockney is so. You know, above board, he's he is he is the variance himself. Um, so now it, it does get so tricky with some guys. Now we're only going to be talking about guys that have had at least three years of time, obviously, uh, at Notre Dame. But so these are the guys. Um, so then you go to you go to Hunk Anderson, who took over for Rock after the his untimely d- death and the and the plane wreck. He had just got there. Uh, the year before, I think the year before. Um, and so just kind of like had to step into this role. This was not like the role that was, uh, <laughs> was made uh, for Hunk Anderson, but that's what happened. Uh, so his third year at Notre Dame, the Irish went three, five and two, and that was it. They were done. Dunzo. He went on to coach, uh, uh, NC State, and in three years there, uh, compiled an 11 and 17 and one record. So, uh, not a good head football coach. That I mean, he was six two and one and seven and two in his first two seasons. You know, after the death of Rockney, that's that's you know that's not terrible, but everything was built in place. Like even Rockney, like you know, he he wasn't at some of the games in Notre Dame one in his tenure. Uh, I think they lost uh, one or two of those, 
But what I'm saying is there, there's a lot put there was a lot put in place for Rock, um, for Notre Dame from Rockney during that time. So keeping the program moving in 31 and 32, not as I don't want to say it wasn't as difficult. It, 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 you can, competency can get you a six and two, seven, seven two. That third year, that third year, that's what's so important. It's like the third year is the ownage year. You know, it's it's not like you have all your guys there, but you got most of your guys there. Your program is set. It's, things are running according to your plan. Yada yada yada. That that's what tells the tale, right? And here we got Hunk going three five and two. Not good uh, at all. Um, next up, uh, next up on the hit list here, Elmer Layden. Now, Elmer lasted seven seasons as Notre Dame's head coach. Uh, in his first two seasons, he went six and three, seven one and one, and then his third year is six two and one, which tells the tale because the next four seasons he was six two and one, eight and one, seven and two, seven and two. You could pencil in those couple losses, uh, minus the 1938 year, uh, pencil in those couple losses. But she was just, he was good to drop them. That's what kind of coach he was. He wasn't bad, was, but certainly was not um, following the, the Newt Rockney uh, greatness. Now, this is, you know, this was setting up for, you know, I would, in my mind, I consider Frank Leahy to be the greatest Notre Dame coach in history. Uh, and, you know, it sets up for Frank and we all know what goes on there. I mean, Frank is part of the, um, the third year rule, uh, in 41 and 42 and eight Oh and one seven, two and two, 1943, nine and one national championship. Now, again, before I go too much farther, I want to recognize at least one thing, 1938, go back to late in just one second here. 1938 was definitely a year uh, that we recognize as a national championship. So, third year, Elmer Layden, 1938, national championship. I mean, it, it hits. It hits. So, and I don't know why I dismissed that right off the bat, but I just, probably because I had to remember about the, because uh, there's so many of those. You know, those championships that we don't, uh, Notre Dame doesn't publicly put out there. You know, they, they do, but it's just not, they don't put them out there like the other 11. But anyway, so Elmer hits it, in a sense, in the third year. Leahy, you know, obviously comes back, hits it on his third year, uh, and then goes on to have, you know, just a, a great career at Notre Dame with, with all the other national championships, um, you know, 43, 46, 47, uh, 49, uh, and 53, uh, too as well. Um, <laughs> to move it on here. Then, it, you know, after Frank, you know, you kind of have a, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I love Hugh DeVore coming in here a couple times, but uh, let's go to, let's go to Brennan here. Terry Brennan, five seasons at Notre Dame. First two years, he went nine and one, eight and two. Hey, that's great. Third year, two and eight. Two and eight. And ultimately, that leads you to the you know the last year, the fifth year at six and four. He just was not gonna not a coach that was gonna get you past anything else, right? I mean, it just it wasn't great, it wasn't bad, but the god that two and eight year. So I don't know, maybe maybe Brendan is kind of a, a little bit of an outlier here because I 
because the 56 season was such an outlier. You know, nine and one, eight and two, seven, three, six and four doesn't really doesn't really scream and, and shout two and eight at you. But uh, at any rate, it was wasn't going to be a Notre Dame standards, especially again. You're getting past the now. Now you got you know Harper in the mix, you know, Rockney, Leahy. This is this wasn't gonna, this wasn't gonna cut it. Um, oh, Joe. Uh, then moving on to Joe Kurek. Uh, again, we got. 1959, 5-5, five, 1962 five and 8, 61, 5-5, 62-5-5. Terrible time at, at Notre Dame. Four seasons went along uh, is hard to imagine. Uh, again, that third year, 5-5. Five five, it just wasn't going to get better than the 5-5. Five five. That was uh, – 500 was the best. That uh, That isn't going to work out. Um, Uh, era obviously, you know, wins the national championship. Uh, in his third year, uh, he com- he comes in next. Uh, great hire on uh, Notre Dame's part. Um, Divine follows Era. Hey, Divine does the same. You know the same. Uh, you know he follows the path, right? Like he, Divine gets murdered because of the the movie because of Rudy the movie. He gets murdered because of that. He is seen as a villain, as a pure villain. Um, and of his first two seasons, he went eight and three and nine and three. And then third year, national championship, 11 and one. Follows that up with a nine and three, seven, four, nine, two, one. I mean, Dan Devine was a, a, a there's a reason, he's got a statue outside the stadium. Stop thinking of him as such a fucking villain just because Rudy needed to sell some movie tickets. All right, it's fine. The third year, tell the t- it told the tale. It told the tale. He was a championship coach. Did the trick. I would give anything for that to happen for Marcus Freeman. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> so then following him up, Jerry Faust, which is continues to be one of the, I mean, we're not talking, this is in 19, you know, 44, uh, which, well, definitely wouldn't make sense for Notre Dame in 1944, but you don't know, get what I'm saying. This wasn't, this is, you know, this is in the eighties and they hire, you know, just a, a high school coach right out of the gate, you know, just, it's, it's, it's still, it's just inexcusable. Now when you think about it. I mean, it was even back then. People knew it was inexcusable. It's still inexcusable, uh, regardless of how great a guy uh, that Jerry Faust is. But you know, he goes five and six, six four and one, and then his third year he goes seven and five, won the Liberty Bowl, greatest victory of his life uh, during a seven and five campaign, and then follows it up with a seven five and five and six seasons. Third year tells the tale. It's, it's what he is. Lou uh, Holtz gets there. We all know the story there. 1988 national championship. You could also count the 89 and 93 national titles too. 
Uh, but the 88 was that was Holtz's third year. And, you know, the last of the bunch, you know, to really nail it, uh, you know, on the, on that front. So really it's, it's up to that point, things were what they were. And after that, it's just like, it's, it's even more so. The third year is even more so telling now, post Holtz. And, you know, we're, we're into a handful of coaches now with uh, post Holtz. So Bob Davey, you know, Mr. Football himself, you know, had a disastrous time. You know, I guess you could say it for another name. Disastrous is right. 35 and 25 over five seasons is definitely, um, definitely it. But he went seven and six, nine and three his first two seasons. And the third year goes five and seven. Follows that up with a nine and three and then a five and six campaign before he's ultimately fired. And, he, what, it was like the odd years fucked him. Seven and six, five and seven, and uh, five and six. The two even years he had, nine and three, nine and three, at least it's somewhat respectable. Uh, but absolutely showed his ass. Showed his ass. Five and seven with that 99 team. I mean, it, it, you know, <laughs> goes out of coaching uh, for a long time after that. Anyways, follow follow that up with with Tyrone. You know, and you know Ty got off to you know a great start at Notre Dame uh, up until you know the BC Green Jersey disaster in two thousand two. Notre Dame still finishes two you know two thousand two ten and three. Um, they, you know, losing the Gator Bowl kind of did suck, but uh, you know you had some good feelings. But two thousand three five and seven, and then two thousand four before he was fired. So they were, Notre Dame was six and four. They ended up losing uh, the Inside.com Bowl uh, to finish the season six and five. Ken Bear was at the helm there, but I mean, it was just so bad, and it was just so telling. Like, like from that BC game forward, Tyrone Williams' football program at Notre Dame was just bad. It was not good, and there was a fair amount of talent on that team that he just kept pissing away. And then would hit the golf course and wouldn't backfill the talent that was that he pissed away. It's just uh, it, it was just so bad. But yeah, six and four. Yeah, and just just a reminder to everybody too, in case uh, in case you forgot, he followed that up with four seasons at Washington where he won a combined eleven and thirty-seven, a two and nine, five and seven, four and nine, and zero oh and twelve combination. Yikes. So, you know, when Notre Dame, you know, caught crap for firing Tyrone after, you know, three seasons instead of giving him five, which, you know, some people took that as an offense. You know, like, look, he, he just, he sucked. He was terrible. They had every right to fire him. He was terrible. It was negligent the way he was running that program. Uh, <laughs> then next up, you know, Get worse and worse in hindsight uh, is uh, El Chucko, uh, Charlie Weiss, and worse in hindsight also funnier. Like I can look back in the Weiss years with with, with a more comedic eye than uh, than I did during the time because it's just so fucking depressing how bad it was sometimes. Um, so, but you know. 
Weiss probably has the most famous third-year stumble at Notre Dame. And because it was so bad. And it was such a it was such a cliff fall from where he was at. Nine and three in 05, 10 and three in 06, and then 07, obviously the three and nine year. It was just so bad. And then he follows that up with a seven and six and six six campaigns, you know, gets a Hawaii Bowl win. It's like <laughs> it really is like uh like just kind of a little more bipolar uh Jerry Faust. That's kind of what it feels like. Uh but yeah, I mean, why showed his ass three and nine in two thousand seven? Just, just absolutely terrible. You know, and the he coaches Kansas for three years. Uh, the three years following his you know his departure, and he goes to combine six and twenty two, one and eleven, three and nine. Uh, <laughs> that he was ultimately uh, fired pretty pretty quickly uh, in that third season. But I mean the. the it was just was not a Charlie Weiss is not a good head football coach. 2007 just absolutely proved it, and they proved that before they even got on the field. I mean, shit, the whole thing about Demetrius Jones and Weiss just like kind of like half ass installing a spread offense before the Georgia Tech game that was, uh, that was just ultimately tragic. Uh, and again, we can look back and and I can have a little bit of a chuckle about how crazy that is. Because of, you know, <laughs> who the hell does that? Well, let's just change your whole offense a month before the season. Anyways. And then finally, you know, we, we get to Brian Kelly. And, you know, we're well aware what happened in the third season. That's, And I guess that's the one that really had me leaning towards this really shows your ass. You know, Notre Dame goes, you know, 12-0, makes it to the BCS National Championship game, and then gets handed uh, their butts by the Alabama Crimson Tide. And this is peak This is peak Brian Kelly. He does it again in 18. He does it again in 20. It's just, it is, that was as, as good as it was going to get. So if the third year is telling you anything, right? It's telling, it, you win a national championship, you are a national championship winning coach in her name. Other than that, they've been not great years for coaches that, you know, didn't last very long. For Brian Kelly, he was like, it was this weird mix. It, like, he, he broke the mold, uh, you know, of, 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 of times past. But he absolutely showed his ass where he was going to get you there, but they just weren't going to get over it. Now, 10 years from now, if I was doing, if I was talking about this, I would ha- also have, if I'm including... Years like 89, 93, and 38, and 19, and 20, I would ha- probably going to have to include 2012 because 2012 does include a national championship uh, for Notre Dame uh, with the traditional markers. The, the, the quote, Alabama math, unquote, that, we, that, that is used for a championship. So in hindsight, I get, I don't know, Maybe it's like a, I don't know, maybe it's like an Elmer Layden situation, you know, right? Kind of like 38 a little bit. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but his third year definitely did show his ass. He'd get you there, but it was just not going to be anywhere close to being good enough to finish it off. 
again in 18, again in 20. Probably a big reason why he's no longer coaching Notre Dame. And that was on his, you know, his decision. He saw that, that he just, he was not going to be able to, to, to do it. Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe he can do it at LSU. I'm not, I'm not going to discount the man. He's a good coach. He's a great football coach, but his skill, his skill set was maxed out at Notre Dame. Will be maxed out at LSU? I don't know. We'll see. It's a pretty tough place to play. Uh, what do you got to go up, up against Nick Saban every year? And when you're not, when recruiting has never been a priority for you, I mean like a priority, priority, eating it, that's a tough place to go and win is if you're not doing those things. So we'll see. But all that leads up to Marcus Freeman. And just how much of a reminder, I kind of like, this first year, you know, it is what it is. Let's see what happens. The third year is going to tell a tale, one way or another. No question about it. No question about it. Marcus Freeman's either, I mean, it's, you know, you're going to win a title or it's going to show you, show you a lot of the reasons why, why you're not going to. You know, time changes and, you know, you know, things change all over the country with different programs. And it is a lot harder now to win a national championship than it was, you know, back even when, when Holtz was, you know, coaching. And don't, I don't, fucking don't come at me with that shit about their schedule. I'm not, I'm not trying to debate that. But it is harder to win a national championship in this day and age than it was in the late 80s, early 90s. Just stop. Just stop arguing that point. It's, it's 100% true. Um, so we'll see. Well, you know, we're just going to see what happens. Uh, and, you know, on top of it all, it's, you know, first time head coach. So we don't even have any history, uh, you know, of Freeman uh, at any other place in, you know, in the, the third year. But ultimately, this is a Notre Dame thing, right? Again, we, when we bring up the, the third year Notre Dame head coach, Stat, it is always about the national championships. And that is important. But it's also very important, I think, to look at the failures of the third year and how closely that mimics their most of their time at the university. I mean, certainly how they go out. So we are, we're still a long ways away for that for, for Marcus Freeman. But it was just something I thought about the other night, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to sit down and we're going to have a little, little chat about it. So if... We're going to be doing the, I'm going to be doing this as much as I can throughout the off season. This trying to add a extra off the rails, uh, <laughs> off the rails show during the week. And this was the thing I was thinking about this week. Just kind of going through, uh, just what I, I thought about that. And I, I thought my thoughts lined up and I'm like, ah, I better, I better go double check. And, you know, went through and, and was checking out everybody's third years. Cause really it was the Brian Kelly. There was the Charlie Weiss and Brian Kelly, uh, third years that were just sticking out to me is kind of like these 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 are what show for sure. But then you just go through and it's just like it matches up with with more and it's like Ugh, this is crazy. Like it's just this made up. Is this just this kind of like a um, happen chance? Maybe, but certainly was something. It's something that's real. But uh, that's it for that. Uh, I just remind everybody get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Please leave the rating review for the OFD podcast in itself. 
Uh, the off the rails show is just an auxiliary item. So if you don't, you know, it's, it's there, it's there when you need to hear my voice, I suppose, uh, which hopefully isn't too much, uh, considering we're giving you, you know, two and a half to three hour shows on the, on the OFT podcast, but this is a little extra here. Uh, so yeah, please leave those ratings, leave, leave those reviews, uh, check, you know, keep going over to the site. Uh, and this weekend, you know, we're all sad about, uh, you know, <laughs> what happened with Notre Dame basketball, but we are getting some playoff hockey this weekend, Notre Dame versus Michigan, uh, which is about as good as it gets. Notre Dame's 4-0 this season against the, against the Wolverines. So let's make it 5-0 and and move on to the Big Ten championship game uh, as they, you know, set themselves up for an NCAA tournament run. And then, hey, then the next day we get we're, Notre Dame basketball still going to go to the tournament. And who knows, maybe they're in a better position seated <laughs> this way than what they were looking at. It's just, it, it's all about matchups, right? It's all about matchups. Uh, that's why, you know, Notre Dame, the two seed losing to the seven seed. And it wasn't an upset. Because it was 